trying to keep everything together, feel like an animal that was in a trap and the door was slowly closing. Welcome to Life, Love, and Family. It should be a safe place, our home and our family. But for you, sometimes it's not that. It's a battlefield. Have you ever been afraid to go home? You've had that dreaded feeling of walking through the door and what could happen? And you may know that your husband loves you deep down, but there are times you can feel it coming. It's right under the surface. He's boiling. And so you walk around on tiptoes, trying to please him. And you don't want to make him mad no matter what you do. You're the peacemaker, right? Not what you've imagined for a happily ever after life of being married. And you'll wonder, what will happen if he really blows up? I'm Dr. Greg Jantz, and today on Life, Love, and Family, we're talking about domestic violence. Too many have suffered in silence. When we bring it out into the light, real help is possible. Domestic violence. Been in the news a lot the recent suspension of a football player, a name that we're even more familiar with, Ray Rice, uh, from this game of football that we know that there can be a backstory to, and all the troubles that are coming to the NFL commissioner. Now, whether or not the NFL ever saw the video of Rice punching what was his girlfriend at that time in an elevator and knocking her out, regardless of what we think of that original discipline given for this incident. The fact is this, awareness has been raised once more and to be finally heard and have people understand there is an impact of domestic violence. One of the biggest problems faced by the domestic violence victims, this is a person who's been abused. It may be abuse that comes emotionally It could be abuse that comes through physical violence. There's been really a lack of understanding by the general public, most of us. A person who is a victim feels all alone in their suffering. In fact, what we know and what I've seen through the last 30 years is much of domestic violence abuse is never, ever reported. How about you? 
Has your husband ever confronted you physically? Blocking your way, pinning up your arms. There's even, and I talk about it in my book, Hope and Healing from Emotional Abuse, there's even looking at you with such evil intent, just the look, that you were truly afraid for your safety. Are you in a marriage where the control is through money and maybe all the household decisions? Maybe he keeps you on a real short leash, so to speak, of what you can do or who you can see or how often you can go out to a social event. Here's the question that needs to be answered today. Have you ever made excuses or covered for his behavior to your kids, maybe other family members, coworkers, or friends? Are you doing a cover-up? The flip side is, he can be so, at times, so sweet and so loving. And, and so we, we rationalize it. And we say in our mind, he's not that bad. I mean, he would really never hurt me. The reality is, you've already been hurt. Studies show today that women who have lived with domestic violence have a far higher rate of chronic health problems even such things as arthritis, hormonal disorders, things like asthma, diabetes, hypertension, chronic pain, severe headaches. There's even something called IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. And these things can continue after years of even leaving an abusive situation. Some of the damage from old physical injuries and some of it is from the chronic stress of living really in terror and you've lived in terror and this hypervigilance way too long. And this doesn't even take into account the emotional pain. I can tell you that one out of five women will be a victim of something that falls under that heading of domestic violence. And let me add, domestic violence occurs in Christian homes. Mm-hmm. And one of the psychiatrists that works with me at the center, A Place of Hope, has actually written a complete book on domestic violence in the church. And we are uncovering things that before haven't been talked about. And I can tell you, at the center of Place of Hope, the last 30 years, there's been many issues of emotional abuse and domestic violence that have come to light when a person has come in even for help for depression. And and really the root cause of the depression is the abuse in a relationship. Kara, who is with me faithfully, is in the studio today. Kara, we're just going to take this topic and jump right into it. Today on Life, Love, and Family, we're talking about domestic violence. If you're afraid or ashamed, we can help. 888-771-5166, The Center, a place of hope. I know this is hard to talk about, even the term domestic violence. Mm -hmm. Just that word. And if I say abuse or physical violence or emotional abuse, these are uncomfortable words. And if we've been a victim of this, we know that over time, we begin to almost tolerate it and treat it as though it's normal. As we know, it's not normal, but fear paralyzes us. So today we're going to speak out against that fear. And I can tell you from emergency room doctors, 
that it is the fear that stops us from doing anything about it. It's hard to know the cost of this in so many different ways, but even a recent study showed that domestic violence costs more than $37 billion a year as it relates just to law enforcement involvement and the legal work and medical and mental health treatment and, and just lost productivity. You see, a person could have been emotionally abused this morning and harsh and harmful and abusive things said and you went off to work and that has affected you all day long and you're still struggling and your thoughts are struggling and you're feeling even now maybe bad because I'm not as productive. can't seem to focus and work because of what happened before I came to work. Wanted to mention a great resource for you. It's the book Hope and Healing from Emotional Abuse by Dr. Greg Jantz. Today on Life, Love, and Family, we're talking about domestic violence. When the people who love you hurt you, where do you turn? The center is a place of hope. 888-771-5166. And we have Tim joining us. Hi, Tim. How can I help today? Yeah, I hear a lot of these programs on the radio, and they tend to upset me in the regard that it's always about the woman. And I'd like to let you know that this stuff goes both ways. I had to live with it for a number of years. This kind of violence can be both physical, but typically it's psychological. Tell us what happened to you. What did you experience? Pretty much destroys your life and emasculates you and all kinds of things. Yes. Trying to fix a situation that the more you try to fix it, the worse it gets. And there's really no way out of it that I could see other than divorce, which I do not believe in, even being a victim. It sounds like you're out of it now. Uh, oh, I am out of it now, and it is a result of a divorce on her part. It's something that men have to deal with as well. We really have no outlet for it because the courts, all the woman's got to do is say domestic violence, and immediately you're on the hook. And a guy goes in and tries to get some help. They get nowhere. Yes. And I'm proof positive of that because I tried. So you had an experience where the system did not help you at all. Is that what you're saying? At all. It's not geared toward guys at all. Yeah, I I hear you. They're like, well, you're bigger and stronger. How can you get hurt? Well, Well, and I'm so glad, first of all, Tim, that you you are our first caller to say, look, this goes both ways, and there can be an emotional abuse that comes from, from a woman as well, and you can be a victim being a male. And I wanted to yeah. make sure that you know, I believe that. And I've seen that as well. Tim, how are you doing today? Fine. You know, it'll always be with me, but I handle it in a different way now. It's not so upfront and personal. I still have contact with her and, uh, you know, try to keep it as nice as possible. And, and I think that's working. But, you know, the damage is done. A family was wrecked. You know, I have a medical condition I'm reasonably sure is from that. You lived with a lot of chronic stress, didn't you? uh, Tremendous. If you would picture it as traumatic stress syndrome like uh, veterans have, this is every bit of that and maybe worse because it's on such a personal level. Absolutely. When I think about uh, being a person who's been victimized, as you're describing, the abuser, the person doing it, sometimes... It's as though they don't realize the degree that they're doing it and how painful it is. And then there's other people, they have a malicious intent to cause harm, and they're out to do whatever. 
What category was it for you from the abuser? Oh, it was definitely malicious. Malicious. She was sleeping around quite a bit, and we had three kids at home, four eventually, trying to keep everything together. And when that other activity is going on, as well as you're being demeaned and nothing you do is quite good enough, I kind of likened it to a guy throwing clay pigeons up in the air, and he can get one of them. So they throw two, then you can get both of them, but then they throw ten, and pretty soon you can't hit them all. That's right. So that's what I kind of likened it to, like an animal that was in a trap and the door was slowly closing. As you think about her and you see her face, where are you with forgiveness? Oh, I've forgiven her. It's something that I've worked out with my God, and I do not hold any animosity toward her. I, I actually, if anything feel kind of sorry for her because that's no way to live your life. And she's someday going to have to pay for that. Got and it. I pray to God that she gets straightened out before that happens. Well, I pray that you, you know, can continue to live with freedom and truly know that you're walking in that forgiveness. Tim, yeah. thanks for sharing with us the importance of understanding that domestic violence and abuse goes both ways. Tim brings us to a point, and he mentioned this post-traumatic stress disorder. When we've been living under the oppression of abuse, whether it's emotional abuse, and emotional abuse, by the way, we can live with name-calling and comparisons and put-downs, a lot of verbal abuse, but there's also an emotional abuse that is very powerful. It's even when a person does not use words. If you just joined us, today on Life, Love, and Family, we're talking about domestic violence. We've mentioned Dr. Greg Jantz's book, Hope and Healing from Emotional Abuse. It gives great insight and some powerful tools to help you feel better. You can find it and connect with Dr. Jantz on his website at aplaceofhope.com or call 888-771-5166. And we do have a caller. Welcome to the program. How can I help today? Hi, this is Lisa. I was just feeling a lot of empathy for Tim, the person who just called earlier. I was in the same situation. Sometimes the abuse is obvious to the rest of the world. But in my case, and a lot of other people that I've talked with, the abuse is not obvious to the rest of the world. And the person has a dual personality that they have a perfect, wonderful, warm, loving exterior that they present to the public. But once they get you home, they're hostile and hateful and cutting and mean. What did it do to you? I suffered a lot of medical conditions. Yes. I had two Christian counselors tell me that if I didn't leave the marriage, it would kill me. And so you've left. I have left. I believed them. I I started having panic attacks. It was a terribly abusive situation. And the, the hard thing about it is that nobody believes you. The abuser can be quite charismatic and charming to others, but total different with whoever the victim is. I think it was sort of a power. Yes. It was a way for him to realize some kind of power over me. How long were you a victim in this way? 24 years. 24 years. Yes. You lived with that for 24 years. I did. Why for that long? Because God hates divorce. Yes. I didn't want to displease my God. That was really the only reason I stayed, because the abuse started happening when we got home from the honeymoon. He was the kind and charming and wonderful person to me before we got married. But then after we were married, 
I would say it escalated. It's like a frog in the frying pan. I mean, it started with little things, Mm -hmm. and I would think, did he really mean that? You can't know how hurtful that is. But as time progressed, I, I realized that he was doing it because it hurt me. We've learned to live with it, and it's, quote, normal. We try to figure out how to navigate it, but we tolerate uh-huh. it. Yeah. Yes. When you say abuse, physical? No, there was never any physical abuse because that could be proved. <laughs> ah, it, was, okay. it was emotional and verbal abuse, character defamation. If I disagreed with something he said, he would say that it came from my childhood. It was because I was defective. It was because I wasn't a noble and good person like him. And ultimately, what happens is you're always the blame for everything. It's your fault. Oh, yes. Yep. Being out from under that oppression and abuse, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Are you? (laughs) I mean, you you sound good, but I want to ask, because that's a long time to suffer. It is a terribly long time to suffer. For the sake of the children, it was good to have the marriage intact until everybody's graduated from high school. Things are going well, and I'm very happy to be out of a relationship and just have the Lord be my husband, be my companion. You mentioned panic attacks. Is that anything that you have now? No, not at all. And how is sleep now? Sleep is good. Sleep is good. You know, a lot of times when we live that way for so long, we stop taking care of ourselves. How's your self-care and taking care of yourself? Oh, self-care is good. It's good? You can recover. Um, I, I really did... I prayed for those 24 years that the perpetrator would wake up and realize that what he was doing was terribly displeasing to God because he claims to be a Christian as well. And that's the difficult part, isn't it? Because we can almost justify the behavior that is so, you know, it crosses a line where it's really, it's evil with evil intent. It is evil. You know, now I just pray that he will be able to repent of all of that and at least admit it to God before he passes away. I'm not responsible for his eternal life, but I hope for him that he'll be able to repent. When we think in terms of forgiveness and all those years, where are you with that? Pretty tough one. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, because the the abuse continues because, of course, he blames everything on me, and everybody still believes him because he maintains the good guy, positive, wonderful exterior, and... Do you have uh, friends who tell you the truth that you know? Uh-huh. All right. So you're believing the truth about yourself, not those lies. Once you can get out from underneath it, healing can come. And the, the Lord knew my heart. The Lord yes. knew that I tried. I believe that he released me from that relationship rather than continue to suffer the medical problems and the stress. Lisa, you um, are an encouraging call today. There are people who've heard that you said there is recovery, there is hope, and there's others listening today that needed to hear that. Keep walking you strong. Thanks. Thank you. That's an encouragement because when we're in the bondage of this, in other words, oppressed and we've got fear all around us, it's hard to know what's true and that life can be different. Thank you, Lisa. We're talking about domestic violence. And Dr. Chance did mention a book that he's written. It's called Hope and Healing from Emotional Abuse. It has wonderful insight and some very practical steps that you can take to really look at this issue and see if this is what's going on in your life. You can find it at aplaceofhope.com. You know, we had a caller who said that she's wondering if she's 
suffering from a physical abuse right now. She says that her husband blocks her way and he doesn't let her through doorways. Apparently, he's also tried to stop her from going in the car, things like that. She says it's happened several times. And so she wants to know more about the signs of abuse. Is that what this is? Okay. Anytime another person is blocking you, spouse, a husband, and they're blocking you away, that's a form of aggression. That's a form of attempting to control you through physical aggression. Because if I block your way or hold you, the next step is to hit you. And so it's very much progressive. And what happens is that aggression can easily grow. If I put up more and more resistance to being blocked, that aggression can grow. It's already abusive. To block a person's way is a sign of domestic violence. Mm. It's already there. Right. It's difficult to say and to recognize and go, you're kidding me, this has been going on a long time. That's a form of aggression. I'm also interested, if he's doing that physically, what are the things that he may be saying to you? Mm. Is he saying certain things that really are emotionally abusive? Probability is great that he is. Or are there other ways that he's trying to control you? Through money, through who you can be with or not be with, where you can go or not go. And the next question to really ask yourself, am I afraid of my spouse? much of the time because of these behaviors. Am I afraid when I think of being in the same room or sleeping together? Am I afraid? Am I finding myself avoiding certain things out of fear? Maybe certain topics I'm not going to talk about because I'm afraid. It's a tough one to ask, but you've got to look in the mirror and go, am I feeling like the one that's going crazy? Because mm-hmm. this can create where you begin to doubt yourself so much that you think, I- I'm losing it here, and you start to believe the lies. This is so crazy and insane. I'm feeling crazy. It's got to be something wrong with me. Who has the problem here? You start to identify so much that you're making it your problem. You may also find yourself, and again, I'm going through some of a checklist here, but feeling emotionally numb, feeling I'm fried, I don't have feelings, I may feel helpless, but I'm so numbed out and I'm so hypervigilant that something's going to happen that I don't really have a full range of emotions. In other words, I don't really get way down and boy, you know, I certainly am not going to get too joyful. (laughs) Right. So there's a containment of my emotions where I'm just basically numbed out. If you are starting to experience those kinds of feelings, you're feeling numb or you're afraid, Where do you go? Well, one of the things is if you go towards fear, which is natural, then we'll stay paralyzed in that and we'll continue to allow that to occur in our lives. So usually that pattern keeps going at times for years. We talked to a caller today, it was 24 years. Right. So you can see how long that can go. Get yourself, first of all, information. The book I wrote, Hope and Healing from Emotional Abuse, is a good beginning resource. I've got to be willing to tell someone what's going on. A trusted ally, in other words, a a friend. Make sure that you're not the only one that knows this. A true friend is going to listen, understand, and believe me, and they're going to help me then by prayer, by helping me get a plan together. Have I told a counselor? Do I have professional help? And this, a lot of times, is an area of fear because, well, if I go to a counselor and he finds out, what will happen to me? Oh, right. So I understand that can be tricky. 
And that's something that at times maybe you're going to go in and see a counselor who understands these things, even with your friend or another family member that knows what's going on to help you make those steps. Got to put together an action plan. And so that means I've got to be willing to get the help. Don't continue in silence. Silence causes the fear to grow. Silence causes the person to have more power in your life. It creates more depression for you. And I I would say that it creates more health issues. It's going to affect sleep, my appetite, my immunity, because this is not how our bodies are designed to live with this amount of chronic stress. If you need some strategies for how to deal with verbal abuse, if you need some new insights about how do I navigate through this and really find my way out, let us be of help with this. However the form of abuse is there, it is not okay. And today I want you to take the first steps, and that may be getting a copy of the book, reaching out for help, and allowing us to provide a direction for you to go today. Loving things like you has left me bruised, black and blue. Loving things like you has made me so confused. And I can't figure out what I've been be so subtle at first. I mean, an angry stare, a phone call just to check up on you, your quick excuses for his rude behavior. Now, as you listen today, did you realize for the first time that the fear in you and in your home is not normal? Are you or someone you love experiencing domestic violence? There is good news and the cycle can be broken. And we can, and you can, start today to change things. We'd love to help. I'm Dr. Greg Jantz, founder of the Center, A Place of Hope. Together with Dr. Tim Clinton and Life, Love, and Family, we have all the resources that you need to get started. Call us anytime, 855-455-3264. I know it's difficult, but reach out today, 855 855- Four five five three two six four. I want to personally thank you for listening to Life, Love, and Family. If you want to share today what you've heard, you can listen to this program again or send it to somebody you love from our website, lifeloveandfamily.net. This is your life, and you do have choices, and you're not alone. God will 
give you everything you need to bring about healthy boundaries and loving relationships. Life, love, and family. You know the feeling where you're tired and unmotivated and sometimes you get mad for no reason. And maybe you don't like what it's doing to your family or to your job. That's why the Center for Counseling and Health Resources has been there for people for more than 30 years. They take a whole person care approach that'll look at everything from your nutrition, your vitamin balances, your mind, your spirit. Call 1-888-771-5166. Or for help right now, visit aplaceofhope.com. 